Today, back by popular demand, JJ gets to talk to us. This time, though, she's going to be talking about her homework. Join us today for another edition of Jaws Bites. Welcome back again, everybody, to another Jaws Bite. And today, by popular demand, we have brought back JJ. And we're here today to talk a little bit just about some of the kind of things, the, the obstacles, the uh, pluses and minuses for what has turned into probably an ongoing future of people working from home in the transportation logistics industry. Can't do that if you're behind the, the wheel of a truck, of course. But for a lot of us that aren't doing that, we have to spend time in front of our computers. Not unusual for anybody going to the office, but the way we go about our lives at home, what we do to get our work done at home is an important topic to discuss. So welcome again, Jennifer Joslin. Hi, thank you so much for having me again, Chris. Hey, well, I'd like to just kind of jump into this because I don't want to to take up too much too much time um, again for everybody that's that's out there. I know that everybody is busy, and especially if they're at home these days, listening to something or watching something at the same time, trying to get their job done, is sometimes a difficult thing. But it is also becoming more and more commonplace. From your point of view, JJ, what do you what do you see as some of the overarching pitfalls and some of the things that are occurring today? Uh, amongst employees at home? Well, it's certainly more common than it was up uh, up until about a year ago. There were plenty of people who were remote workers, and it was often seen as a benefit for some people who were able to be working remote. But now it is, I think, the more common position for people who work in an office environment and where they're not, you know, for example, a frontline worker or in our industry, a driver or someone who needs to be at the yard to sign in these drivers, or someone on site just required for their job to be completed. Whereas dispatchers, accounting personnel, HR personnel, all of these people have found themselves in a position where a lot of them are working from home. And, um, you know, 12 months down the road, I think we've found a bit of a... A way to get it done, but certainly in the early days, it was not just were you working from home, but if you had a young family, you had your kids at home with you, if you had other responsibilities in your own household, it was very hard to manage your day in the sense of you weren't no longer you were no longer leaving your house to actually go to work. Everything was usually surrounded around the same room or the same right. desk, and with that yeah. came a lot of challenges. Jen, you, you bring up an interesting point there, and it, it, it flows into to thinking about how do you adapt to new situations. For any of us that have worked for large or small companies in an office environment for years and years, there is a, I don't know, uh, it, it's not a, a feeling of comfort, but it's certainly a, a primary uh, thought process that you go through between going to work, having this sequestered time in an environment around your teammates, 
around a group of people and specifically dedicated to that four letter word W-O-R-K, right? But now seeing yourself at home, not around your teammates, and you have to develop a different kind of probably an environment to work, you know, within the context of how you, you are as an individual, but also a way to make sure that you're getting your job done because I mean, that that's ultimately what we're, we're here to do. So how have you been able to adapt and kind of move from a, I, I, certainly the commute must be better because I know enough about you to know how long your commute was, but how did you go about adapting to the new uh, style of work? Well, in a couple different ways. Number one, first thing I did when I was sent home and for the unforeseeable future was I made sure I had some workspace that I dedicated just to work in my home. Uh, I was lucky enough where I was able to turn uh, this room I'm in now into my own personal office, somewhere where I was able to close a door when I was on a call, uh, have a little privacy if I needed to get something done and without getting you know, bothered by everything else going on in the house. But even if you're in a position where you can do that, I would recommend just getting a tiny little desk and, I, you know, get a fake plant or something next to you so it feels like you're in a bit of a, <laughs> a cubicle even in your own yeah. home. It's so easy to be working from home and just consider, all right, I've got my laptop. I'm going to park it on the couch and get as much work done as I can. But in my personal experience, I found, well, that does work sometimes, you know, after hours, if you want to catch up on Netflix while also finishing something. <laughs> Not always recommended, but sometimes you can get work done. But in the general sense of your day job and the stuff that's required of you throughout the week, it's always good to have a place separate from where you do your leisure time. See, you bring up a, a very interesting point and in, in one that See, I, I personally have always been a, a very big advocate of telecommuting. Uh, I, I remember when I first left the big company that I was with, I had hoped to form a consulting type of company in the transportation industry with people around me that were go-getters and self-starters, could work at home and get their jobs done. And I, I've always been an advocate of that, but I haven't seen that um, – I haven't seen it as a viable way for a whole spectrum of people to adopt that kind of, of work habit. And it comes down to personal habits, I would imagine. I think you even mentioned, you said, get the laptop out, do some after hours work and watch Netflix at the same time. Now, it, I know people that do Netflix during the middle of the day while they're working, not advised at all, as you say. And, and a real problem if companies are looking to extend the idea of telecommuting uh, beyond this pandemic period. So have, have, is there a certain routine that you go through, a regiment that you have? Is there some kind of construct that you have come up with on your day-to-day -day, uh, time period of doing business that keeps you focused the way you need to? Yeah, I would say the first thing I do is I pick a time in the day where I will start working. I know that may sound funny, and of course you do that, but no, it's not quite as easy a task when you're at home and your commute 
which was once maybe an hour in the car, turns into 10 seconds from your bedroom to where you work. And oftentimes you'll find yourself getting up super early and thinking, I might as well get to work now and, you know, work 12 hours today or, oh, I'll sleep in because I don't have a commute anymore and I'll just roll out of bed, put, you know, some clothes on or just wear the clothes you wore to bed and sit down at your laptop. So the first thing I do is, or did, was I picked a time of day where I would start working. And every day, Monday through Friday, that is when I start working. If I typically I do get up earlier than that, I take that time in the morning to do everything else you did it in the morning before, you know, shower, get dressed, clean up, make breakfast, have a coffee, all of those things. And I also pick a time to stop working because like I said, it's so easy to be distracted throughout the day. In my personal life, it was always a good idea to put a regiment there and where I wasn't taking all day to like, oh, um, I'll also take a 40 minute break here to watch 8.30 at night. I'll catch up with what I missed at two o'clock. I would recommend everybody make a schedule for themselves, sometimes around other things, because there are people who have circumstances right now where they have to take kids to school or not even take kids to school. They have to teach school at home. So there are Very circumstances here. Very good But point. it would be highly recommended that you make a schedule for yourself and keep to it as strict as possible while you're at home. See, I, I think you're touching on some, some subjects here that are kind of a volatile little way from a personal aspect. Not my, me and you personally, per se, but people out there that are going through what they're going through now. I mean, you know, if, if, if you are a a single mother that had a, I just as an example, that had a, a job as a dispatcher for a local trucking company and you went in every, or a brokerage company or something like that and you went in every day and for most of the period of time you're at work, your child or children were at school and, and you had to make sure that either one end or the other of that school period was, you know, handled by a neighbor or friends that took care of those kids or whatever the case may be, you had a certain time that you were allocating to work and a certain time you were allocating to home. And now these things are blended in such a way that it gets very, it gets very crazy. And I, I'm, I'm wondering how the masses are really handling this. And, and, you know, as we converse about this and as if, as the audience out there is watching these kind of things and understanding that this is a bigger picture and you're not alone, Please comment on these things. Start the communication process. One of the goals of what we're trying to do with these interviews and these podcasts is to really make people understand that this this is is something everyone is involved with. That transportation in general in this business segment is something that is important to the the world at large, but comes right down. Unlike a lot of businesses, it comes down to a very high touch, uh, environment and it is very personal. And if, if you're an individual going through a lot of these problems, I think what Jennifer's suggesting and, and maybe you can, you know, elaborate on it a bit is suggesting that you, you have to, it's not even a, a, a something you can get around because otherwise it's just a, a bunch of chaos. You, you have to create some kind of structure for yourself. 
if if you were talking to a new hire today, let's say you in your department had to hire a new person, but during this time we can't bring them into an office at this point yet. What would be a couple of pointers that you would give them to try to make sure that they were in the right state of mind and had a, a good framework around what they needed to do? Well, number one, I would give them some encouraging hope and let them know this is possible. Uh, some people, when they think of the idea of working from home, they get really excited because their home is comforting to them or they they feel like, you know, I'm glad I don't have to commute anymore. And these are all pros to working from home. And some people think I would rather be anywhere than at my house when I'm working. There's too many distractions. I feel like I can't get work done. The type of person who needs constant, you know, a presence around me to help me get work done or in, you know, teams, whatever. These are all possible when you work from home. There are so many resources out there with um, everything from Teams, Microsoft Teams to Zoom to, you know, even your phone. You, you can get on a phone call with anybody in your team all day long. It is a uh, a transition period, definitely. It is not always an easy transition period. However, the number one thing I would tell anybody who was joining my team and working from home who had never done it before, I would tell them, look, there are plenty of challenges that go along with it, but it's very possible. And once you get in the groove of it, I feel like sometimes it can be even more effective. There's a lot of fluff around being in an office that people like and people don't like. And whereas we can make all sorts of uh, arguments for why having an actual physical office and a space to go to as a team is a good thing, which I do think is a good thing, just my opinion. However, there are plenty of things that you can do online and work together. And honestly, this is the way of the world. This is the way we've been going for a long time. And Probably going forward even more. I don't think this... I would say, yeah. I don't think it's going away. I think this is going to be at least one of the strategies for most companies today because there are there are costs that are eliminated from the, a lot of very large costs. And I, you know, I, I wish I could pull it up at the very moment, but I, I read an article the other day when I went to iLevelLogistics.com, which I advise heavily because there's all kinds of great both internal articles and external places you can hyperlink through to. But there was a there was an article that was talking specifically about hours spent actually working when you're at home versus at an office. And because you take out of that that commute time, you take out of it a lot of the quote unquote water cooler time, it's not getting replaced quite the same. And it depends on the personal situation at home, but the average was something like an additional hour of work on a daily basis in terms of not necessarily time spent, but achievement of whatever that job description was. So in other words, if you went to an office for eight hours and got a value for that company of six hours of quote unquote work for your job description, now you're giving a, a, for the same amount of time or less or more, you're getting a value of from home of seven hours. Very interesting, and it, this needs a long-term study, of course. But the one of the biggest things that, that you just touched on a moment ago was a communication piece. You, met, you mentioned Microsoft Teams. You mentioned Zoom. There's a whole lot of other different ways to communicate these days, both on there's, – there's a million different text modules and platforms, of course, and 
in social media is is partly involved in that on things like LinkedIn and Facebook groups and things like so there's a lot there's a lot of ways to create a teamwork environment but handled in a more focused manner so from a communication standpoint what do you personally use to make sure you're in touch with the people you have to be working with in in, in groups I use teams Microsoft teams a lot we also have branched out into other Microsoft apps. This is just my personal teams, uh, Microsoft planner, which I had never used before. It's been around for a while, but it's a great place to manage projects in a team oriented environment. Uh, we have for certain projects, we do have weekly meetings, but we keep them pretty short. You know, people make the argument all the time. This could have been an email didn't have to be a meeting. Well, same goes for getting FaceTime over uh, Zoom. Sometimes you'll sit there and you'll be like, what was the point of this? We just did a 30 minute call where we all, no one spoke, half of people didn't have their camera on and I'm not arguing for or against that, but it's the same thing as having meetings in a conference room with a long conference table and whereas people may think it wasn't necessary. So it's all about being deliberate when you have these team meetings and utilizing the resources you have available. We've had Microsoft in my team for a long time and stuff like Microsoft Planner was never truly used to its full extent because we didn't need to. We had a big whiteboard at our in our office where we would draw everything on. Well, now none of us have seen each other since March 2020. So <laughs> our whiteboard has become Microsoft Planner and you know, we're all looking at each other like, why didn't we do right. this? Before? So the, the technologies are replacing a lot of this face-to-face -face time. Now, we could have all kinds of discussion about whether that's a, a good thing for bad or a bad thing for society as a whole. But in the context of working uh, for a company in that environment, the goals and mission statements of the companies that you work for out there, this this is, I think people have adapted. People are they're tremendously pliable and malleable to the things that need to happen to get things done. And, you know, our transportation logistics supply chain in general it is shown tremendous flexibility over time with the crazy outlier things that happen in the world today, whether it's a regional, local, or international types of things that affect our entire network. And as individuals working for transportation companies, we need to be able to lean into that, understand what's going on, and adapt. And this is, I think, just a function of that. It, it's an important function that I don't – I wanted to make sure we talked about a little bit today. But if if you were to, to say, gauge the – for me, the top, the top thing when you're working from home is having – self, uh, the ability to control your, your own uh, strategy, your own time schedule during the day. It's almost like a giant to-do list. You, ha you have to contain what you do in, in a certain time frame and in a certain way to be able to get your job done. That's job number one, and communicating is, is job number two. You got to start feeling comfortable with doing what we're doing right now. You got to be able to feel comfortable with talking to people via video conference, teleconferences, in these different methods and short bites, getting the job done that you need to get done. 
And then you need to find a balance of some kind. Mm -hmm. Now, from maybe it's too personal a question, but have you been able to reach a balance in your life with this? Has it been kind of out of control? Have you, is it getting better? Has it gotten worse? Is it more natural now? What do you think? It's definitely gotten better. And I think more natural would be a good way of describing it. It was pretty difficult at for, at first, just, in my personal life at the time, everything got shut down in 2020. I was moving that same week. So there was a lot of uncertainty. It was crazy. I was moving and I had a job, a job that I couldn't slow down on. And in an industry that was like up in flames at that time, because <laughs> we were trying to get toilet paper to every <laughs> every grocery store in the world. Um, I joke, but not really either. It was kind of like that at the time, but it was very crazy. And in the following months after that, I really uh, struggled. What I found my issue was, which is why I talked about finding an hour of the day to start and, and work every day as best as you could, was I found myself waking up super, super early to get work done and then working way past a normal hour just because I was so stressed out with trying to get everything done that <laughs> I was just overloading myself and getting pretty burnt out. So over time, I found a way to manage my schedule in a much more healthy way. And I found by doing that, it not only was healthy for my own psyche and just as an individual, not even considering my professional life, but it helped my professional life too, because the work I was doing became better. The, the conversations I had over, you know, Zoom or whatever, Teams, they became more deliberate. Uh, at the beginning, it was a lot of plate spinning because I think everyone was concerned about their job, their industry, their lives. That, you know, there was a lot of scary stuff going on in the world. And I'm sure everyone has their own experience that they could share with that. But it was just a very, very uncertain time. And now, while things may still not be totally clear going forward, I feel that most people in this industry can say, well, we've been malleable, like you were saying, we've been flexible, we've been able to uh, hold strong this long, we can keep going even when it's difficult. And yes, we're talking about working from home, how difficult could that really be? Well, it can be, you know, you're, you're isolated, you are used to a certain setting and you were thrust into a different one and then told you're not sure if it's ever going to change. And we're not sure if we're able to do it either. A lot of companies went into this totally blind. They were not prepared and it did take a couple months to really get the snowball going. And like I was saying before as well, I think now April, 2021, over a year since that happened, just barely over a year since that happened, there has been leaps and bounds made, not just by companies, but also by professionals in the industry in where they aren't frontline workers. So as I appreciate frontline workers as much as anyone, I applaud them for everything they've done. The people sitting back at home they, they aren't recognized as, you know, the, the people working the front lines as they, they aren't, but they are needed to keep everything going just as much as those who are 
behind the wheel. You know, these, these people are just as important too. And they're feeling isolated and alone. And the best thing I could say is that it is possible. And this is the way it is probably for a lot of us now for a long time. And we're going to keep making it more interesting, more exciting, mm -hmm. uh, a, a better environment, work environment for each of us. And we can still have that culture in our company that we all wanted before. Maybe it's not ping pong yeah. tables and, you know, Friday taco afternoons anymore, but you can still uh, interact with your coworkers and interact with your boss and your management team just the same as you could before. Well, who knows? Maybe we're headed for a hybrid of those things that we enjoyed partly about the the teamwork and the strategy around having an office and and the benefits of being able to get your job done more effectively from a place of comfort, which is typically where you live. And, and maybe if I ever learn technology better, I'll learn how to turn off my phone while I'm doing these because I think you just heard that ring. On the phone. But let's, let's finish my, my this off with one thing. Let's finish this off with one thing because you, you touched on it a minute ago when you said you found a more healthy way to do things. And, and I think that's the one thing we don't want people to forget when we're talking about working from home. You know, there's, there's both physical and mental health to be thought of. This has been an unusually stressful year for all the reasons we all are very familiar with. And it, it, ha it does not go without saying or understanding that this affects every part of your life. And, and, and when you're talking about bringing home, you know, dollars for your family, work has got to be very high on your priority list, even if it sometimes doesn't feel as important. And, but at the same time, you're not going to be able to accomplish your tasks. You're not going to be able to do the job that you were hired to do unless you take care of yourself, both you know, physically and mentally, and probably even more important mentally, because I've, I've never sat in a chair so long in all my life except this last year. So you know, maybe a final word or two about how you've kind of you know, helped yourself in that vein. Well, for one thing, like you said, mental and physical, when it comes to physical, it's just like you saying, I don't think I've sat so much in my entire life. And you start to realize it as so many of us did when you're like, wow, I walked 200 steps all day long, just going from one room to the other and to my fridge and back and that's it. So I did make a very deliberate choice a couple of months ago to have a workout regimen for me. And I do follow that pretty religiously. Um, this isn't a health and fitness uh, interview, but I think that everyone should look at their own selves and their body and what they want to do and, and make sure they do something to get up from their desk because you don't want to be sitting down so much. You may not have a commute anymore, but in a lot of ways it feels like you're sitting more than ever. Even that walk from your car to the office is gone. So that could have been enough to get you over a certain hump for the day. And now, I mean, I, I literally, I wouldn't have to get up all day if I didn't have to go to the bathroom or eat. But uh, <laughs> mentally as well, these are just my personal opinions. Make sure that you're near somewhere that has natural light. Uh, it makes a really big difference when you're mm -hmm. working to not be completely in the dark. 
Uh, I personally work right, right behind my computer right now is a giant window. I like to sit in front of it. It makes me, it wakes me up in the morning. It keeps me energized throughout the day. Uh, I make sure that I don't just drink a million cups of coffee all day. I like to drink water as well. You know, it's so easy because I like, I love coffee, but to just drink six or seven cups and then by oh. one o'clock, you're so strung out. Your body doesn't even know if it's, you know, awake or about to go to sleep anymore. <laughs> uh, so natural daylight, some sort of exercise regularly throughout the week and always, always, always putting some sort of reminder in front of yourself, even if it's on just a note card of why you are working hard. Like you said, for some people, it's just to bring home a, a check for your family. And that's so admirable and great. You, you should always keep that in the forefront of your mind because when you get burnt out or when you're getting frustrated with the scenario of being working from home, for example, mm -hmm. um, you start to get jaded and you will get upset. And there's a whole other span of conversations that can be had for choosing a different direction in life for whatever reason. But it's always good to remember why you're doing what you're doing and why that you is... are uh, adjusting your life to keep going. Yeah. I, I think that is the, the perfect thing to end on, by the way, because you have to have a reason why you're doing something. And if you can't connect your work to the, the hours that you're trading for the dollars that you're earning and why you're doing that, then, then you, you've lost sight. Everything else cascades from that. And I, you know, I can't tell you how much I, I appreciate your input on this and um, your, I, I'm sure your knowledge and what you've done to accommodate yourself in this, in this new environment for however long it goes on, or if it's if it's part of your life, the rest of your career, who knows? Uh, everybody out there, I'm sure, appreciates this as well. And as I've always said, you know, go to our YouTube channel, subscribe there, uh, show us that you want to be part of the conversation, add your comments. You know, certainly this subject is a huge one. There's a million people, as you said, Jennifer, with a ton of different stories, and feel free to put them on there. Go to our podcasts on, on Spotify or one of the other platforms. And in particular, go to our website, www.ilevellogistics.com. It'll come across your screen if you're watching the video. We'll put it in notes if it's on podcast or something. But go to that. Subscribe to our daily. Get the message out that this is a uh, business and an industry that that needs to be brought to the front of things. And um, the, the most important part of any business is the personal capital involved. And that's you and that's me. So thank you again, Jennifer. I appreciate it. And we'll see you again soon on another edition of Jaws Bites. Thank you, Chris. Happy to be here.